0: Hey, worship leader, singer, on the worship team, what is your
1: role? This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey,
0: worship teams and friends, what's up? Brandon Dempsey here. Great to see you on this fantastic Tuesday. Thanks for coming in. It's great to have you guys, and uh, we have something terrific for you. Lara Marriott's waiting right here in the seat, and she's ready to go, and we are glad that you guys are with us to talk about what is your role. If you are a worship leader, you are a singer in the worship team, what is your role within that ministry and how can you overcome the barriers of things like confidence they could be vocal issues they could be teamwork all these kind of things and we have lara marriott right here to talk about them before we get to lara and she says hello uh, we want to remind you guys this coming thursday jeff mathena is coming on the program for our members to talk about our uh, vocal studies, what we can do to improve our voices. So singers, members, you don't want to miss that this coming Thursday. And that will be at 11 a.m. Central. And also we have our Gary Durbin Worship Leader webinar coming up in July. We got that moved. So be sure to check out all the events at wttu.co slash events and my name is brandon dempsey ceo founder follower jesus uh you watch these live interactive shows that we do every tuesday at 11 a.m for worship teams leaders technicians pastors you name it singers and we're so glad to come to you every week thank you very much also for subscribing to our podcast that you'll find on itunes and iHeartRadio, and uh it's just for you. So thanks for coming in. Let's go ahead and get this started. Lara Marriott is one of our instructors here at our university and worship team training. She's been doing vocal webinars for us. She's come on as a guest several times. I met her over uh, Periscope. We we're just laughing about that, not about like over a year or so ago, uh, two years maybe. And so we've been having conversations about the role of the worship leader. Uh, Lara is also, Lara's also recording her album right now, in which features a song that she and I, and holland davis had written and we're not going to share that with you yet but once we do you'll know about it so until that time uh we want to welcome lara mario so lara how are you doing today
1: i'm good thanks thanks for asking nice to see everybody well i guess i don't see you but nice to be
0: with you (laughs) they see yeah that's right they see you and so we're glad that you're on um So when we talk about purpose, and also uh, before we do that, I just want to say a big thanks to you guys watching by Periscope and Facebook Live. If you would, you're watching um, either Swipe and Invite on Periscope and on Facebook Live. We ask that you hit the like button, that you share, and that you also comment because that helps us get the show up and it works through Facebook to notify more friends and more leaders. So we want that to happen. So please, if you would, uh, do us the honor by liking, commenting and sharing. And thank you so much, Lara. when we talk about purpose and role for the worship leader, for the singer, what does that mean for you?
1: Oh, what that means is we are, um, a team. And so we always have to think team minded. Um, one thing that I am strong with is my voice and not all there wasn't always the time where I would think okay I need to be a team player here um I've had some pride issues and there were some times where I wanted to sing out so I could hear my voice and I wanted everybody to hear my voice because God gave me this amazing voice and it you know and and I thought it was my duty <laughs> and that's another episode talking about pride but what I've come to find out is just because God gave you a gift and God gave you some things to use, doesn't mean he wants you to use them all the time um, for everything. You know what I mean? Actually God is so different because he, he likes restraint. So he will give us some stuff and he wants us to serve with what he's um, given us with. So as a team player, the worship team leader Um, has the right to decide what they want to do with the vocals and they um, have really stepped back and look at the worship experience and so they have a model or a set thing and so the worship team has to come alongside that and support it, whatever that is Um, there was one time where I was on the worship team and I sing professionally all the time but in this worship team setting in order to serve well, they had us all sing unison, all. And my voice was not heard. I mean, it was just blending in with every other voice. And um, so my heart has to be right. Our hearts have to be right. And and I'm under that authority. So I go, okay, let's do it. Let's do it with abandon. Let's just worship the Lord in unison. You know what I mean? So you're serving, you're serving the team and you're serving your leader. It's about that rather than you and how amazing you are and what you can do.
0: So when you say the heart has to be right, what does that mean?
1: Well, you know, there's a difference between um, feeling entitled, um, feeling like, you know, you have this amazing gift that you're giving. You want to utilize it and use it to the best of your ability versus A humble spirit that says, it's not about me. It's actually about, um, how can I serve this team? How can I serve the Lord? Um, and worship him with my whole heart with what I've been asked to do. So that that's our choice. We can worship him in spirit and in truth with abandoned, but with restraint. I mean, if we're asked to be restrained, do it. You can still give your whole heart to the Lord.
0: Right. So when it when it comes to those that are, uh, let's say, struggling to find their purpose within the worship team, wh- what do you think that is?
1: Um, for those that are struggling to find their purpose. Yeah. What is um, what
0: is the struggle? What's the struggle?
1: Hmm. That's a really tough answer a question to answer because every worship team is different. Every worship leader is different. Every struggle is different. So, um, it's the job of the worship leader to shepherd their team and to be very mindful of the dynamics and of every person on that team where they're at. Do they feel valued? Do they feel like you're coming alongside and encouraging them? Um, it's very important as a worship leader, worship pastor, to see our, our team members and go, okay, where are their strengths and how can I come alongside and just shepherd those strengths and build them up, you know? Um, and so I'm trying to think about my team and I've tried to talk to them about, um, how to, you know, up, up their vocal ability Mm But not so much that I'm I'm like beating over their head. It's like you have to look at it like a marathon. You have to look at it like um, cross country or like a a long marathon or something. It's not a it's not a sprint. You don't just um, come in and say you got to do this and you got to do that. No 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 no. You don't do that. You assess and Mm -hmm. you shepherd and you grow and you encourage. And by the time. You know, I've been in my position right now for about a year and a half and I was reflecting and I was looking at my team and I was reflecting back on where were they a year and a half ago to where they are now. And I'm so excited to see where they're at because they've grown. But incrementally, it's not, you know, you got to just come alongside and, and um, build them up. Meet them where they're at. Don't expect them to be at a, like a huge level because they're going to want to quit. But yep. you meet them where they're at and you go, hey, you know, let's try this and let's try this. And before you know it, they're building and their ability and the team is growing stronger and uniting. So I hope that answers your question.
0: Yeah, totally. And um, I think uh, as as we talk about, you know, the the whole purpose and role for team, what do you say to those who struggle, like what you started out with saying, you know, that they don't maybe hear their own voices maybe they feel like they want to sing the solo but they can't and they struggle with that uh, what's your best encouragement for those who feel like you know no this is my spot this is my place on the team and there's also the second half of that question what do you say to worship leaders who have to deal with those kinds of uh, behaviors out of other worship team members That's such a great- <laughs> those are
1: good questions <laughs> I'm full of them um, you know for me personally, yeah. I had to learn through the journey. Yeah. So I don't know if um, there is a get, get fixed, quick fix kind of a thing. Sometimes we have to learn by falling down and getting hurt and picking ourselves up and learning from our mistakes. And to be honest with you. I've been known as a diva, like I, I really have. And I have a voice that can sing very high and I've been in choirs and had solos and I was known for my voice for a very, very long time. So there's this entitlement. There's this, this image that had that can be placed on people if they have strong, um, voices and strong abilities. Um, and I don't think I was, I don't think I was presenting myself like I'm amazing, I really don't. I don't remember that part of it. I don't think I was presenting myself with that. However, I do know that I really enjoyed singing and I really enjoyed being soloist. and, you know, hey. <laughs> so I really loved that part. It was very difficult for me to be second. It was very difficult for me to not have the limelight because I really enjoyed it. And God is an amazing and God is amazing cuz he he knows the heart and he knows the secrets of our heart and he knows how to refine us in the fire. And so I don't know if it's necessarily the worship leader's responsibility cuz it's between them and God. God has the perfect knack of figuring out whether or not your pedestal needs to be kicked out from under you or not mm-hmm. and when that needs to happen and how to grow you. Um because he did that with me, but in the process of growth and in the process of the journey and and the valleys that we find ourselves in, as long as we hold tightly to him and we have a relationship with him, we grow in a much healthier place. And to be honest with you, I never want to be that person again. When I was 19, I don't want to be that person. I want to be a servant. I want to, I want to, um, press into the idea of it's not about me, Hmm. which actually is a really hard thing to do. And it's like rubbing against sandpaper. It still is for me. It really is. Um, I can do all kinds of things with my voice, but I don't always, um, that's not about me. You know, if it, if it becomes about me, then it takes the focus off of God. And as worshipers, the focus should be all about God. Yeah. So, um, And how do we, how do we serve the Lord? How do we serve each other? It's a, it's an amazing, amazing position to be in. And God is so faithful and he's so loving and kind that he, I, I, it's just, it's a safe place. It's like a restful place. I never want to come out of this place. And it's actually really beautiful to be a servant rather than, to be served all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. because you get to see the behind the scenes and you get to see how God is working. If it's all about you and you're going, Hey God, come on. It's all about me. Well, you're not getting the opportunity and the gift of seeing how God is orchestrating and how Mm -hmm. God is moving um, from behind the scenes. And then it gives you the opportunity to just give him more glory and praise because he's pretty awesome. So, I don't want to be that person that I was back then, but I had to grow in the process nobody could have told me, Hey, by the way, Laura, you need to be a little bit more humble and kind of behind the scenes. And I would have been like, wow, thank you for telling me that. I think you're right. Like, I don't think that would have happened to me. I had to kind of go, I had to kind of go through my own little process, which was long. Um, it probably lasted, I don't know, 10 years. So it's long. Yeah. Um, as a worship leader, if somebody is on my team and they're going through that same process, the nice thing is is that I understand that process. Um, and you got to be very, very gentle because, uh, and you know, try and understand where they're at because everybody is different. I, I, I was at a certain place. If, if a worship pastor came up to me and said you know, you're, you're being such a diva and you're just taking over the worship team and it's all about you and it's all about your voice and you need to stop that. And my heart was like, not in that space. I didn't even know. I was just enjoying giving everything God has given me to give back to him. And it's Mm -hmm. actually a lot. So I was just enjoying giving everything. It was a different kind of a mentality. Well, that would have really hurt me and that would have really cut me deep. So as a worship leader you got to be very very sensitive and try and figure out why they're doing what they're doing what place they're at mm. and how you can come alongside them in a very gentle loving way and you know i mean it, it's a t- it's it's a really hard place to be as a worship pastor and you got to be in tune with the Lord and you got to ask him, God, what am I supposed to do in this situation? Because I have this, um, one thing worship leaders and worship pastors have to do more than, um, asking for advice is going to the Lord and just taking it to him and asking him for his advice, because he's the one who knows their heart better than anybody else. And he's the one who can share and enlighten you with where they're at and how to grow them and nurture them as a worship team member. Mm-hmm. So he's the one who can actually help you help them. So yeah. if you're not spending time in the word and you're not spending time with the Lord and you're not, you're not having this really close relationship with him and you're asking other people for advice, what should I do with this worship team member because they're doing this and da da da? you're creating angst. You're creating this, Intrigue And God is not into that at all. He wants it to be quiet. He wants it to be private. And He will help you. And the, in the meantime, which is really awesome, is it's just between you and God. And so when things start happening in a really great way, you get to see God move. And you get to step back and go, you're amazing. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're so amazing. And it's between you and Him. And your faith is built. And your relationship is built. And it's just a fantastic place as a worship leader.
0: So there you go. So if, so if you see another, yeah, I, I love it. That's, that's why you're here. Um, so if a worship team member or worship leader sees another person within the team acting like the diva or a guy, a devo. So like, is it really your job to point it out and fix it? Well,
1: number one, you take it to the Lord. And he's the one who tells you what to do. And sometimes he tells you to take them alongside and just say, Hey, I'm noticing something. Um, Where, where are you at in this? Um, You know, and if it's led by the Lord, it will work. If it's not led by the Lord and you're doing it in your own power, it more than likely will not work. And it could come across as being very offensive. So the best advice I can give anybody in leadership is number one, you notice a problem, you go to the Lord and say, Lord, there is a problem. What are we going to do with this problem? And you, you seek after his counsel. Don't, don't vent and never listen. You have to listen. And he is faithful. He says, my sheep will know my voice. I believe it. I believe it when we're in his presence and we are seeking after him they, we will hear his voice and he will guide us. Um, and every person is different. You can't Mm. just have, okay, you see a diva or a divo on your team. You're going to have to do this. I don't necessarily think that way. Mm. I think of it as case by case because Mm. everybody is so different and they each have a different story and there's, there's truth in everybody's story. Yeah. You know, um, there's, there's a reason why people act the way they do. Nine times out of ten. Mm-hmm. There is a deeper reason. It's not just the, what you're seeing on the surface. Yeah. So that's why you have to go back to God and go, okay, what's going on with this person, God, and how do I handle it? And it's not really a quick fix. It doesn't necessarily happen that way. Usually it's longer. Yeah. And if you have somebody that is... Um, uh, detrimental or I hate the word poisonous because we all are on our journey and I, I hate to think that way. But if there's somebody who is acting that way on their te- on your team, absolutely take it to the Lord. Um, he will tell you what to do. And, um, uh, you know, that when you have those types of things on the team, it can poison the team. So unfortunately there are times when we have to come and we have to say, this time is not for you to be on the team. You need to spend time off of the team so that you can really grow in your relationship with Jesus. And I love you. I want to serve you. I think you're wonderful, but you're making choices and you're, and you're not willing to surrender your will to the the sake of the team and the sake of the Lord. So, In this season I need you to step down and I need you to take care of some things. The door is always open for you. The door is always open. Um but these are the non negotiables for the team, and they are held highly and they are the they're, they're there for a reason to honor and glorify the Lord. And we cannot honor and glorify the Lord in unity with one voice when we have this type of behavior.
0: So, so let me ask you real quick, have put you on the spot. Have you ever dismissed anyone from the team and how,
1: Yes.
0: how did you do that?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if I really want to go into it because no, no, I don't de, no, know.
0: no details. It, because no it's, details. So, it's, yeah. so,
1: it's so case by case. And if any of them were to see this, I don't want to, go there.
0: But how did, um, but the question is, how did you, like, you said that you did it. So without going into details, absolutely. How do you, how did you handle it personally?
1: Okay. So, um, um, I had to confront behavior Hmm. and, um, I know that I shepherd these people and they knew the truth. That's important because if somebody is ignorant and they're doing something, you need to make sure that you know what where they're at. Because you yeah. don't want to judge them and accuse them of something if they're being ignorant and they had no idea. Because we're here to shep, uh, disciple and shepherd and grow. Right. But if if you're shepherding and discipling and growing, they know the truth. They know what they should be doing, but they are blatantly doing the opposite, and you find out. You have to confront the behavior. Um, one thing that I do, and some people might think that it's a little bit rigid, and maybe it is. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I'm not perfect, <laughs> but i have I have worship lead. I have a worship team guideline. Yeah, and I have yeah. um, a list of all the things that are important for a worship team. Awesome, awesome. And every year they reread it. Mm-hmm. And they reassess and they look at the season that they're in. And I ask them, I want you to prayerfully consider, can you follow these guidelines? Can you be all in or do you need to step down for a season? You know, I I don't want, you don't have to tell me why you don't have to explain anything, but I just pray about it. If you are all in, I need your signature on this thing so that it's documented. I have this, you are in Or if you can't, then tell me. And I'm fine with that. And Mm -hmm. I'm always, I try to be like open door, Hey, come back. If you know, whatever, I try and be that way, but if I don't have guidelines, then they don't know the boundaries that they're in and we can get into a situation. So anyway, back to your question, these people were blatantly doing things that they knew were wrong and they should not be doing them. And so unfortunately I had to confront them and it was not fun and it put me in a really bad place. And they did, they, tried to undermine me and, um, all kinds of things, mm. you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah. when you confront somebody and they feel convicted, it's not like they're going to be all rosy to you back. So it's just true. Mm. But, um, in the process you've done your due diligence and, you know, and then I said to these people, I said, the door is always open for you. You know, that, you know, the standards, you know, um, the heart behind the worship team. Yeah, And if you get in a place where it's healthy again, you come and talk to me. And um, there are times when I still reach out and I say, I'm praying for you. And I, you know, and you can still shepherd from afar, but you it poisons the team if, if it's, if you don't acknowledge it and you don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know Why? Because you have so many people on that team. It's just multi-level. You have so many people on that team. Some of them will look up to these people and um, they will start to think, well, I guess it's okay for me because they're on the team still. Mm -hmm. Or you have a team member who goes to Costco and they're acting a certain way. And people from the church and the community go, well, if they're acting that way and they're worshiping God, I guess it's fine for me. So it's, I don't see myself as just the worship leader. I see myself as one of the worship leaders, Mm -hmm. and I want to grow my team as worship leaders. Mm -hmm. So
0: anyway. Love that. So when someone undergoes, if it's a worship leader, you volunteer, someone undergoes the, let's say, process of God remaking you, looking into your humility, learning how to grow from within And to have God change those things about you, how does God use that within the worship ministry?
1: Okay, so are you talking about the people that have left and are coming back? Are you talking just general? Yeah,
0: those those who are undergoing the change when God operates on their heart and they begin to change through humility, through looking deep within and God makes that change within them, how does that affect the team? How does that help the or does it help the church?
1: Can you imagine the the symbolism of redemption when that yeah. person comes back and they're singing to the Lord in spirit and in truth? Yeah. That that is such an amazing, powerful message mm. that is on that stage. Mm. It far surpasses what the worship leader is doing. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And all
1: they have to do is be present and the church goes wow you know we're all a mess we're all a work in process and we're all forgiven and it's amazing you know and also their heart is way softer the mm. second time around and way more thankful the second time around than they were in the beginning so yeah I would love to have them <laughs> back on the team <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> Awesome,
0: Um, guys! We want to say uh, thank you, Cassandra. Thanks so much, good friend. Cassandra, uh, Cassandra Gay is up there. Uh, We have some awesome stuff I want to tell you about. Cassandra, but thank you for watching, Cassandra. We're going to get into the, more of that later. Um, also, Teresa and Bradley, uh, both on Periscope Live, uh, send us your questions as we wrap up. If you guys would, you got some final comments, questions, and I'm sorry I didn't take them from the very top. Uh, but if you would, go ahead and let those filter in right now as we recap, and then I'll see them and I'll re ask. I'll ask those questions to Laura here. Laura, um, take us through like a time that when What was it like for you to see that member come back in a new way? And when you saw that benefit the team, as we're just talking about, how did you see that also affect the church?
1: Wow, uh, you're killing me! You're killing me with these big questions. Holy cow! Oh guys, I'm just human, really. But that's
0: yeah. but that but see, but this is the whole point though. Laura, <laughs> I mean this is what this is what lights me on fire. And I mean Laura and I talk all the time by the way, because we're we songwrite together and we talk about this stuff here all the time. I talked to Rich yesterday, Rich Kirkpatrick, we talked for nearly two hours about this stuff. And that's like another show that we gotta do as well. But the reason why I'm asking these questions is because all of us are going through it. All of us have the one team member in our team. All of us have struggled with pride. All of us have struggled with barriers. But I don't think a lot of us have really embraced of what to do when that good person comes back. Or when God fixes my heart, how do I now intersect with the rest of that church? And how does that all work? Or some may be asking, you may be asking out there, how do I get there? So that's why it's so relevant.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, this, uh, I've seen it once and to be honest with you, I'll be super real. My dad's a worship pastor. So I saw it from that aspect. My husband is a worship pastor. He's been a worship pastor for 15 and a half years. I've seen it from that side, secondhand kind of, um, I've only been a worship pastor for a year and a half. So I haven't had a lot of experiences of seeing that hands-on. However, there is one example I have. And in this one example, um, people are noticing the leadership qualities of this person that were not there. They, they, were, they were seeds. Hmm. I mean, everybody has a talent. Everybody has something. and But we weren't sure you know, what was going to happen. Sure. And now this person, it's so fun and so fantastic to see this person be a servant. Yeah. Servant leader. Did you know that there is such a thing as a servant leader, somebody who leads from behind? Yep. That is the best, best leader ever when you can actually have hands up and just lead from behind or lead without anybody really intentionally watching, you know, um. obviously I'm watching my team. Yeah. You know, but he's not doing it cause I'm watching. He's, he's doing it because something good is happening in his heart. So I get to kind of see that and see the growth and see the leadership qualities that are producing. And I I get to hear people tell me that they are noticing hmm. and um, it's fantastic. I mean, sitting back, giving God the glory because I'm just yeah. partnering with God. It's right. not me. I love that. It's not me at all. I'm yep. partnering with him. Yep. It's been a journey with him. I journal a lot and I journal all kinds of things. And in my journal, the, to the Lord, we have conversations and no, nobody can read my journal. So don't even ask. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, there's nothing, any, any,
0: I was already thinking, like, what does she say about me? It doesn't matter.
1: Anyway, yeah. I, I just kind of, it's it's good because I kind of have this document and I can see God's faithfulness and go, wow, you really have done amazing things. Yeah. I don't have to share this with anybody. That's where pride would come in, probably. If I was like, oh, guess what? I just, I knew this and I knew that. And all of a sudden it becomes about me. Sometimes us as worship leaders and anybody, we kind of have to cherish things in our heart and it's just between us and God. Yeah. Kind of like Mary, you know, where we just kind of go, God, you're so good. And in that time that, that love and that faithfulness and kindness comes through in our worship leading. That's all people have to know. They don't need to know what's going on here. Mm -hmm. They can just see the outpouring of what's happening. Right. You know, and that's good.
0: Right. Right. Love that man. A lot of great stuff. Uh, thank you guys so much. Facebook live, uh, Gore was up and uh, Michelle. And so, you know, I think this was a, this is a great topic because we're, we're talking about vocals this week. Jeff Mathena is going to be on this Thursday at 11 central. So members don't miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you know, we, we, We talk about singers but it's everybody in the team it's it could be the drummer it could be the guitarist who struggle with the same issues i mean worship leaders i've struggled with my own issues as well and i think that we only get to the place that where we are because we have struggled because we have been in the trenches so do you find that to be uh, a quality that can be good laura that you can say that yeah i've been there but you've also seen the victory what god can do
1: Absolutely, and we still are going through things. I'll be honest with you. My voice, to get back to the main reason why I'm on here, (laughs) keep going rambles.
0: Never fails.
1: Um, (laughs) My voice, my voice, it cuts through really, um, really loud. And depending on the mic I have, if I have just a regular mic or something, sometimes it can come across being shrill or too too piercing, especially for people that have hearing aids or ear problems. And um, I have to swallow my pride and I have to swallow my entitlement. I mean, I could take it one of two ways. I could say, well, I'm the worship leader. This is the voice that God has given me. And I'm going to sing it the way I want because, you know, that's your problem. I mean, I probably could do that, right? Or I could say, okay, I know this about me. I can't really... What can I do to help solve the problem? What can I do to serve these people in my congregation? And it takes the focus off of me. It's that's what God's wanting us to do. And this is happening to me just recently. You know, I don't have a killer mic where it just softens my tone or anything. I just have a normal mic. Unfortunately, um, there are only certain things you can do, and I have a ton of power in my voice. So sometimes it comes out just way too much, and it's over done and I'm very high in my voice people always say you sound very angelic but we can't follow because you're too high (laughs) so I still deal with all this stuff and if it was me I would say well I just want to do it because that's just who I am or I could say okay God how can we make this work I have to sing these male keys and these male songs that were fit for male voices how can I do something with this song so it's not it's a really hard tension with worship leaders, especially females, because the men can sing yeah. in a you know D major, but the women can't. And it's just one of those things that we always wrestle with. The point is, is yeah. the servant's heart. If you have a servant's heart and you want to serve them, then somehow you'll figure out what to do. You know what I mean? And that you love them and you listen to them. One thing that I did really quick, sorry, is I sat down with somebody who had an issue with me and I tried to figure out where they were coming from. And just the fact that I was trying to figure out where they were coming from made them feel valued and loved and that they were being heard. That is so important. Did I fix the problem? I'm not sure if I have yet, but this person understands my heart. They've been heard and we're working to find a solution. That is so much better then not even talking and acknowledging them, not, you know, you're there and they're there. No, we're a family. we got to work as a family. How can we come together and work as a family? You know, so that's the best I've learned in this whole journey. And it's it's so much healthier that way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like what you said before. It makes it so much more fun. Because then you can actually minister, you can actually make great music, and the attitudes are not there it 's like uh, Bradley, I saw your comment on periscope he he said, uh, no one said worship leading would ever be easy, and that 's so true, but yet it can be it can be easy, and it can be fun when you remove the personal layers away from the team so um, I just find it I, I love. Laura, I, I love the way you and I work together from a, from a songwriting standpoint. Uh, we talk about worship and all that because it's like, you know, we make it about what God is doing. And, and so that's the whole point of today. Members and friends watching right now, worship leaders and singers, we ask that you share this broadcast, this video with all your team because it's something that we can all learn from. Laura, I mean, you've done just a beautiful job. Just thank you for sharing your heart and being real. It's been awesome. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) She gets so quiet. And and uh, a a funny thing that we just noticed when we got on camera today, uh, Laura. If you look at the screen, she's got two of the same pictures that are up here. Is that like not weird? (laughs) (laughs) It's never happened before. But anyway. Uh, but anyway, it's great. Laura, thank you so much for being here today. And we're going to have you back. We're also going to be talking about your new, uh, tell us real quick, you are recording a new album and that's, um, in it works, right?
1: Yes. You want to talk about super that? super exciting. It's, it's a God sized album. I'm working with my producer, Jeff Bohanan and he's incredible. So you need to go, um, Find him. He's absolutely incredible. My son's knocking in the door. But anyway, um, this album is going to be done probably and maybe released in, I think, in the spring or early, you know, January. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have 12 songs. Um, they're all original with co-writes and things. We Brandon and, and I wrote and, and Holland Davis wrote a song called I Call Your Name. And my producer, Jeff, is working on it right now. But please be praying for this because it's actually a very huge, huge vision in this project. And the whole purpose of it is to bring all the generations together and unify all of us and get excited about our relationship with Jesus and about his coming again. So it's very worshipful, very uniting and super fun. So... um, you know, that's what's happening. Um, and yeah, so there you go.
0: <laughs> awesome. So, and if people want to help you with the album, they can go where?
1: You know, um, that would be fantastic because we are raising funds and I have a GoFundMe campaign. Um, you can find me at Laura Marriott Worship Album. And if you have any, any, any finances or any way of giving to this project, um, you will join over 40 people who are, have backed this project. And it's not about me. It's really about the church coming together like this. I need people to help me. There's, I can only do what I can do. I can be a spokesperson. I can be one of the songwriters. I can be the voice. But I can't do what this album project is wanting to do is that, without help. Is and that, that's the unity of the body of Christ right there. Is
0: so, that, is that dot .com?
1: What, oh yeah, so uh, GoFindMe.com dot slash Laura Marriott Worship Album.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I got it up here uh, for you guys to look at, and uh, you can see the Thanks. link. Yeah. You bet, Laura. And uh, anyway, great to have you. So, uh, thank you so much for being here today again. Awesome.
1: You're welcome. My pleasure. And
0: uh, stay right there, Laura. And we guys, we ask that you stay right there as well to watch out for the events coming up this week. Go to WTTU.co slash events and get the calendar items that you see there for Jeff Mathena. And also the following week, Gary Durbin webinar will be next month. And you can sign up for our newsletter by going back to worshipteamtraining.com. Look at our workshops, our mentoring, and everything else we have for you and your worship team. Become a member as well at wttu.co. Thanks again for joining us today. And guys, remember, uh, we remind you to it's not about you being perfect. It's about Jesus leading through you in worship and in life. Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll see you back very, very soon. Bye.
1: This has been a Worship Team Training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on WorshipTeamTraining.com.
0: growing as a worship leader or team member you could be leading worship every week maybe you're on rotation but what is assisting you in your walk with jesus and i don't just mean studying your bible with a friend or with a class each week but Who or what is helping you in your worship ministry, that your relevant needs that pertain to you, your singers, your musicians, the way that you look into the Bible to understand worship and what does it mean to engage your church? Well, friends, we have several resources that we want to give you that can help you in your growth. That's at worshipteentraining.com. You can look at our workshops in which we provide a Friday and Saturday to work with your worship team, and we custom tailor all these events to you. So that would be myself or somebody else on our team working with you through an entire Friday night of worship for your church and or your team, and then talking about worship to unveil what scripture has to say that truly can open up your understanding and how to engage your church better saturday is a full hands-on training with your instruments your voices with your tech along with your team for a saturday that can truly help the skill development of your giftedness and your ministry also if you like a maybe somebody to work alongside with you in your journey of worship ministry. And that could be somebody coming beside you to help out sharing the load of the trenches that you're in, the calling that God's placed in your life, the goals that are set before you. And how do you get from point A to point B? Well, introducing our mentoring program. You can find that page at com slash mentoring to help you in our 10-week Program growth for your worship ministry, your worship leadership. Be sure to check that out. And if you're wanting a hands on, at your fingertips training every day, every week, 24 7, fresh, relevant articles, episodes, podcasts like this, Videos and more, and unlimited webinars and downloads. You want to become a member at WTTU.co. That is our worship team training, university membership for teams and leaders. And if you go there today to this link that I'm about to send you, we can give you a free seven day trial. All you need to do is go to WTTU.co slash FS and Frank, TS and Tom ours and Robert. So that's wttu.co slash FTR. Check it out. We love to share that with you and all of our resources just for your ministry. We love you. And again, go to wttu.co slash FTR.